Welcome back to another episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And as you once again can see in the background, we are going through the handbook part one by Harold Kevley. The handbook by Epictetus, as far as I remember, a book from Stoicism. And as you can see on the top left hand corner from the modernstoicism.com site. So if you Google it, you're probably going to find it in a second. And we're going ahead with chapter 5. Um, up to this point, I have not gone through any comments on any of the chapters I went through, just because most often it is just about um, translations and or um, why the author decided to translate this and that in this and that way. And by the way, on the very bottom, I'm just reading... Harold Cavley is the assistant of editor. I'm sorry, assistant editor of Stoicism Today. He studies philosophy at the University of Oslo. Just to mention, in case it's necessary to know. But I'm just seeing I'm having a lot of performance issues for whatever reason. But it is going to be fine. I hope. I guess, or somewhat. Chapter 5. Humans aren't bothered by events, but rather about their opinion about the events. Something like death is nothing terrible. If it had been, it would have seemed so to Socrates as well. But it is rather the opinion about death, the opinion that death is terrible, which makes death terrible. So, whenever we get hindered, disturbed or bothered, let us not blame anybody else, but rather ourselves, or rather our own opinion. An uneducated person accuses someone else for what he himself has done badly. The one who has begun his education blames himself, and the one who is educated blames neither anyone else nor himself. In the end, um, I do have to agree, but there is some caveat to that. It may seem very easy to, to say, it may seem very easy to, to read about it and be like, well, yeah, you know, this, this is the case, this is right. But working on that and um, acting on that, it is not easy at all. Um, it is a lot of work and it is a lot of mindset, I'd say. It's a very big mindset game that we are playing here in general with Stoicism because, of course, um, I do have to agree with most most things, but um, it really is not easy, and one really has to practice that. Unfortunately, this is actually the end of this article, but I'll have to have a look at whether the part two is online yet. Stoicism Today articles, let's just see... Yes, there is actually a part two, which was uploaded today or posted on June 4th, 2022. This is the second installment of the new translation of the handbook being carried out by Harold Cavley. The first one is here, and you can also read about the motivation behind the translation project by following the link. The Greek text of Epictetus and Hiridion is available from the Perseus project. Um, it's probably going to be way more difficult to read um, because I assume, I actually do not know, but the language being used may be very quote-unquote old. Chapter 6. 
Don't ever be proud about an advantage that depends on another. If a horse had said, I am beautiful, then that would have been tolerable. But if you, I'm sorry, but you, when you puff yourself up and say, I have a beautiful horse, you should know that you are puffed up about the excellence of the horse. What then is yours? The usage of impressions, therefore, when you keep your usage of impressions in accordance with nature, be proud. For this is a good of yours that you should be proud of. Yes, I would say this as well. Um, of course, I mean, you can say, I, I have a beautiful horse because I'm having so much money, because I've worked so much and because I'm good at what um, I'm doing. I could say that, you could say that, and I think then it is also tolerable um, or, or understandable and, and usable and, and whatever, but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, period, that's it. I think, I think it might also be the case, but just because I'm thinking about it, um, with quote-unquote God-given things, like... I am, um, or somebody being very good at something, somebody being very intelligent, having a really high IQ, this is not necessarily something that this person, um, you know, did anything quite. You know, this person was just born with those abilities and with those um, skills and whatever. Um, being then proud of that, well, yes, you can be, it is still yours, it's still um, in accordance with nature, because this is your nature. Um, but I think you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, it's just an advantage, and um, everyone has that. But I think actually being proud of something that you yourself have achieved, that you have worked for, that you have done something for, a thesis, some project that you've been working on for a long time, this is indeed something you can be proud of, because it is done by you by you, yeah, by yourself, or was done, anyway. Chapter 7. If you're going out to get water while you are on a voyage and the ship is anchored, you may collect a small sea snail and a cuttlefish, but you should keep this ship in mind and always turn towards it in case the captain calls. If he calls, you must be ready to rid, you, to rid yourself of all this so that you will not be bound together and thrown a board the ship as the sheep are. And likewise in life, but rather than a little sea snail and a cuttlefish, you will be given a little wife or a child. Then there will be nothing wrong about that. But when the captain calls you, you must rid yourself of all that and run to the ship and not look back. If you're old, you should never go far away from the ship so that it will not fail to come when you're being called for. Um... There is actually no no comment on this chapter because I guess it is rather clear when it comes to translation. It is very, I think, uh, kind of the same. As far as I do remember, as far as I can understand, it is an analogy. Or is it a metaphor? No, it's not. Might be. I don't really know. Um, it is about death, so I do want to repeat one. But when the captain calls you, so when death calls you, you must rid yourself of all that and run to the ship and not look back. If you're old, you should never go far away from the ship so that you will not 
fail to come when you're being called for. Chapter 8. Do not desire that things will happen as you want, but rather desire that things will happen as they do in fact happen, and you will do well. Um, this is the concept of amor fati, love faith, or love your faith. Whatever happens, be happy about that. And, well, actually not merely being happy about it, but actually loving it. Whatever is happening to you, loving it. Once again, I do want to point out, it is nothing easy to do. It is very easily said, but it's amazingly difficult when you're trying to do so, when you're trying to act on that. Um, yeah. The ninth disease is an impediment or impediment for the body, but not for the will, as long as you don't intend it to be so. Lameness is an impediment to the leg, but not to the will. Say the same for each of the impediments, I guess impediments. You will find out that it is not an impediment for yourself, but for something else. Um, there was, or I've once read, a bit of a clearer explanation, I'd say, or a clearer description of this chapter or of this concept. Um, when you're ill in terms of your body, you're not ill in terms of your mind. So you can still do shit. Uh, you can still think and and use it. So, um, I don't know, maybe he is heading for like excuses like, um, I've broken my legs, so I'm not going to do anything all day long, but you can still read something, you can still think about something, and so on and so forth. The tenth and last one for today. For each of the things that happens to you, remember to turn towards yourself and to search for what kind of power you have that you can use to deal with it. If you see a beautiful boy or girl, you will find the power to remain steadfast with regards to the boy or girl. If you must deal with pain and hard work, you will find endurance. If you must deal with abuse, you will find torbearance. And if you are habituated in this way, the impression will not overwhelm you. Remember to turn towards yourself and to search what kind of power you have that you can use to deal with. Um, I guess, or think, believe, my point of view, it's very encouraging and it is very self-empowering. I do also want to underline, this is a text written by someone that lived, I think 2000 years ago, a bit more, maybe five. I'm not quite sure about that, but, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, when I'm reading, uh, where is it? If you must deal with abuse, whatever abuse it might be, you will find torbearance. Uh, I'm sorry, forbearance. I don't know what this word means, but I do once again want to underline. Um, it is a very old book and a very old person that wrote it. So um, certain things are, you know, were just in this society back then and should not be part of the society that we ourselves are finding ourselves in. Still, um, yes, we have a lot of energy, a lot of power, and a lot of abilities in us, whether you believe in it or not. And, um, well, I guess we all have been in certain, actually, hopefully not, but some people have been in certain situations where their full power actually was shown, you know, like mothers kind of, you know, throwing away fucking cars because their child is underneath it and so on and so forth. So we are actually pretty powerful 
and we can do lots of shit. If even if you do not necessarily believe in it, you can still fucking do things. But yeah, with that being said, gonna see you the next time. Bye bye.